Hey guys, Josh here. This is part two with Guy Moon from Guy Moon Boxing. Absolutely awesome dude, as you probably found out in part one if you listened to that, which you should. And in part two, we get right into something a little different. Righto guys, let's do this thing. I'm very intrigued though. So we've got boxing, which is a very like full-on type personality persona, but you're a pastor. Yeah. Where where did this fit in? And tell me oh, how it came about, how long you've been a pastor. Well, what? I started, I became a Christian in about 1990, mm-hmm. so not long after I was born. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah, not I wasn't, long. I was, well, 20 years after I was born. Um, <laughs> I was just going to let that go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I became a Christian. I just uh, met a guy and he was a Christian and we got talking and one thing led to another and I became a Christian and started going to church and all those sorts of things. And then I I had been doing my boxing obviously before that and then really for the first couple of years that I was really doing the stuff with the church and all that sort of thing, I didn't do much in the way of boxing. Certainly I wasn't training for fights for myself Mm -hmm. or anything. And then I started getting back into it a bit and doing a little bit more boxing again. Went to um, became a pastor. Went and did my training and became a pastor, and loves it. Loved it. That took up a lot of years as well. Nowadays, I do more. Uh, I still do pastoring stuff, but it's more if I get invited somewhere. So if someone says, you know, from Canberra or from Melbourne, says, "Oh, do you want to come down and da 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 da?" I'll do that. I don't run a church anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, and it just gave me more time, so the time that I can spend, I can spend doing the boxing stuff and all that other thing as well. So yeah, it all it all sort of hooks in. So, did you ever merge both of them? Like find well, some find some I'll say you know troubled youth and then well, bring them in and yeah, channel it. Yeah, very within much. Boxing? I think so. I think so. It, the thing about boxing is that it's a real discipline. Mm-hmm. So the very first discipline to boxing is the fact that. If you've got a punch coming at you, you you want to turn away or you want to run away. Mm -hmm. That's human nature. Mm -hmm. So the first discipline is to understand your defence and understand that you've got to be disciplined in your defence and understand that if you are not disciplined in your defence, you're going to get hurt. So you need to catch and counter and slip and counter and all those sorts of things, jab your way in and all that sort of thing. So you're actually building the man or you're building the woman rather than building the fighter. Mm -hmm. And that goes for... You know, lots of uh, kids that might come in, and whether they're troubled kids or they're not, you know, you can help build them and help work them. We've had kids come in, and they've come in, and and their parents will come in and say, "Oh, you know, so and so, he's he's eating all his food, he's doing all his stuff, he's, you know, doing all this sort of thing." And you say, "Well, that's because I've sat him down. I said, mate, you want to get big and strong, you got to." You've got to eat what mum puts up. Yeah. You want to thank her every time. You want to ask for more even if you're not hungry, mate. I said, I want yeah. you to eat. And so they eat. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they want to do well. Yeah. Um, and all these sorts of things. So, yeah. So, yeah, but it's about building the person more than building the fighter, definitely. So do you had uh, like this little flock of people that you were helping while you were? Oh, well, you yeah. I don't know about a flock, but yeah, certainly, yeah, you get people that you help, and and I'm still in contact with a lot of guys now that I was back in those early days where we used to get together. But I'm not overtly 
preachy to them or anything like that. No, we don't come across as preachy, just with dad jokes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And that, why not? that's your religion now, is it? You're still a Christian? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I still go and do stuff occasionally and minister in churches. And, yeah. But as I say, it's not um, something that I do full time now. If you like us, like I like us, get onto punchingsideways.com, give us a bit of a likesy, have a bit of an exploration around and maybe buy us a coffee. So we've got some people. Oh, we bought a coffee. Oh, thank Harry's you very much. Harry's bought a coffee in. Yeah, that's all right. That's good service. Yeah, that is good service. <laughs> I take good back everything I said about him almost. Yeah, you're lucky you've shown up because he was just on a tangent about the bad Harry traits. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. if we could, if right. he wasn't blood and we could kick him out of the gym, yeah, we would. Yeah, that's and all right. those yeah, things. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. And we would. Yeah, of course we would. Of course we would. But <laughs> unfortunately, he's just got to be here. It's going to be here. Then I've got to take him home. Yeah. You've got to take you home. Which to me sounds funny because it sounds like when I was on a farm, past, pastoral, pastoral, pastoral. Well, that's where it comes from. That's where the word comes from. Does it? Yes, because it's like being a shepherd, you see. So it comes from that pastoral. There you go. Did you know that? I had a feeling that would have yeah. been. I didn't, well, I didn't have any feelings. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm not not religious. I'm just nothing. I'm yeah, just yeah. my own. Yeah, you yourself. You, uh, are, my, you are. Yeah, I'm not preachy to anyone about their things. I'm very like... So there is one thing that Josh says about me is that I have the ability to, what do you say, get people to do things, come to their own conclusion that they want to do it just by being nice yeah, and not yeah. actually, like it might yeah. be something, so for instance. It's like pressure-free pressure. Yeah, somehow. that's what peer pressure we were talking about, weren't we? <laughs> but yeah. different pressure. Like yeah, I don't yeah. go, you need to do this, yeah, you, you yeah. know, you can be old, really- old you would have done it, da-da-da, like that. It's pretty much... I'll get the blanket. No, I'm like, okay, no worries. And then I'll is that how you were when you were training at the at the footy? Would you at footy? Footy was a different beast for me. That was a. I was told when I first got into footy, you have to be ten times better than anyone else, or you're just a distraction around here. So I was very much gung ho. No one's helping me. Any yeah, of that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So different different mindset out there, and I still have that. Um, like to make sure that the ledger is one up with me. Yep. So I don't like asking for help. Yep, yep. But I'll help everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's good to know because now that I know you, if I need the lawns, the lawns need doing. Yeah, yeah. So now Harry said he's going to go home and do the lawns later. I think that was- yeah, he would do. He'd want payment though. That's the problem. Some sort of payment. No, nah, <laughs> it's a yeah. It's it's definitely a gentle nudge. With yeah, me, yeah. just subliminal, just, yep, that's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Speaking of a gentle nudge, when you met Roberto Duran, yes. did you need a, a gentle nudge to walk up to one of the greatest fighters of all time um, and one of the most revered fighters of all time? Well, what happened to me was we were there. I'd seen Tommy Hearns, the back of him. Tommy, I yelled out, and he half he's another fighter. that you know, <laughs> And uh, he half turned, <laughs> turned around, and I've got a photo of his back. <laughs> so I got that one. Anyway, so I was uh, so when I've seen Roberto Duran, he was going to be at this place at this time, at a certain time, at the NGM Grant, and uh, he was there. And he there was I was with there was another guy there, and he said to me, "Oh, where's this Roberto Duran? I'm sure he was supposed to be coming." I said, "Listen, if Roberto Duran was on time, you'd be disappointed in him, wouldn't you?" <laughs> you know, he, 
this is one bloke who goes by the beat of his own drum. Yeah. I'm, I said he will. He'll turn up, but he'll. He, of course, he'll be late. And so, sure enough, he was late, and he turned up and <laughs> had trouble writing "guy" because uh, he was "guy, guy." How would you write that in English? Is it K U Y? Is it anyway? He finally went with the G. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your? Is that your favourite memory from Vegas? And was Vegas about a boxing? No, it was just a, it was, well, probably the best thing. My wife and I got remarried. We'd, we're married already. We got remarried by Elvis. Oh. Yes, in a chapel over there. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was probably the highlight. That's um, what you have to yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we went to a, we went to Adam, Adam Ant concert. We went to a Chris Angel thing. We, we were there for a couple of weeks. I could live in Vegas. Could you? You know that. I could, could live, in li- Vegas. live in Vegas. Yeah, I could live in Vegas. No worries. As long as I had the right job. You know what I mean? You wouldn't want to be there doing something you don't want to do. What would be the right job? Oh, training fighters. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. So you've done, you've been a pastor or you are a pastor, but you're not actively looking after a, a flock yeah. other than guy moon boxing. Flock, yep. Yeah. You you do this boxing. Is this your full full time gig? Yes, yes. Now. So I've done a few other things over the journey while I was. Um, so when we had the gym back in the early two thousands, I went and did a little bit of work in a funeral home. I did some um, mortician's work, so I've done a bit of that. Then I went and I was at the commercial club for eight years, I suppose. And then we had a little bit of time off the gym, but now we're back into it. And uh, if we can possibly do it, it's always, you know, as you know, with a small business, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, hard work. But uh, if we can keep things rolling along as we are, or I've got good people around me, uh, if we can, yeah, if we can keep things going, this is what I'd like to keep doing full time. Yeah, definitely. If you weren't boxing and teaching, but what would you like to do? Oh, I would. I'd probably be back in the funerals, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So there's a tell heavy- us about that. Sorry, yeah. what intrigues you about that? Or oh, what what memories just- do you have that make you choose that over, say, working security or whatever else? Um, and that was good to the security, but I'd say um, you're meeting people. It's it's. I think it's a double edged sword, really. Mm-hmm. So one of the best things, and yet the worst things, is you're meeting people on their worst day. Mm-hmm. So I'm meeting somebody and the day I meet them and the day I deal with them is the day that they've had their worst day. Somebody yeah. has, who they love and has died and I think it's it, – and that's awful. And yet it gives an opportunity to be there for them. And so you go home at night knowing you've helped mm-hmm. and knowing that you've you've – worked with those people, you've helped them through their grief, you've made their time easier rather than harder, and uh, I didn't mind the mortician work either. So, yeah. <laughs> He's been pretty tight-lipped about it. He's not telling Well, us. I don't know. I don't know. what. The, I don't you know. probably can't talk too much about no, it. No, no, no. It's not that. I'm not going to. I don't think he would have, like, so my brain goes to what sort of weird makeup can you put on someone Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you say mortician that. work. Okay, so what you do is... Okay, I'll give you a quick rundown. Okay. <laughs> okay. Quick rundown. Just between us, obviously. Yeah, yeah of course. Right. Yeah. Um, and Sylvester Stallone is going to be listening. Yeah. And he can comment on it next week. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what happens is you'll, you'll have the body and you'll work, you'll close the mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now there's a few different things that has to go into that depending on purge and that sort of thing. But you'll close the mouth, tight closed, and then you'll, Close eyes, make sure you might have to put eye caps in to keep the eyes closed. Then you'll put on a thing called lifelike tint, and it's, it is what it sounds like. It's a tint, 
that you put on the skin and it makes it look less ashen and less white or less grey or whatever and makes it look lifelike. And then you'll, you know, shave them if they need to shave and get them all ready. Then you'll make up. And I used to go to places and get makeup, and they'd see my badge or whatever on, you know, in my yeah. uniform, and they'd be, and they'd, oh heck, they'd say, oh, is that where that's going? Is that? Where that? I say, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> and there's a lot more other things as well, but that's sort of the basis of um, yeah, that's how it all starts, anyway. And again, that's the ability to help those people in their time of need. Yeah, well, because you're preparing them for the family. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. so it's a less traumatic yeah. experience. And um, I always say, I've always said, there's no dignity in death. You know, uh, uh, sadly, uh, I've seen people given the short shrift and and moved here, moved there, done this, done that, mm-hmm. uh, done half asked. Yeah. And the reality is that they deserve better than that. Mm-hmm. They deserve to be looked after, and then their family deserve to be looked after, and. I am a, I'm a, I think the funeral industry can be much more mercenary than people think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the markups can be astounding. Yep. I think that the pressure to buy, as I used to say to people, we used to have a, an area where we used to have coffins and caskets. And they'd go in there and there'd be one for 5,000, one for, you know, 10,000, one for this, one for that. And they'd all feel obligated to get the most expensive one. And I used to say to them, Dad didn't work his whole life for me to have that money. Yeah. He worked his whole life for you to have money. Mm-hmm. Don't go for the most expensive coffin. Don't go for the most expensive casket. I used to say it every single time. And I wasn't supposed to say it, <laughs> but I said it every single time. And that's the truth. Your parents don't live their whole life to be in the best coffin in the graveyard, which is all for facade anyway. Even the best coffins are just facades. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're just plywood. Okay, my my brain's gone very intrigued right now. If I rocked up here one night, can you do my makeup? I, well, I could. My daughter's actually a beautician, so she she would say I couldn't. Yeah, do you know? But what I, I mean? want to. I, I want to test this. I could give it. A can go. we test it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to know who else is buying lifelike makeup when you rocked up to buy. Who else were they oh, well, selling no, that to? No, no, no. That, that, that would that be a comes, special, yeah, special that comes thing. From a special place. Is that what special... Mel's asking for? Is that what? You're no, no. I don't want you him to do my body. You wouldn't want to. I'm not asking you to make up my body. Just my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just my face. I thought you meant like a body paint. Nah. Well, I mean, maybe one day. I don't know. But I. Well, I would be intrigued to test this, that. Yeah, yeah. If well, you yeah, if yeah, you're up, up for, for it. it, I'd be up for it. I'd give it a go. We could. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then do I get to like flip and do yours? Yeah, if you, yep. But the thing is that I don't know how you'd come out. Whether you'd look sort of you know, alive or a, dead. Alive or dead. That's right. Yeah, I don't right. want to put too fine a point on it. But <laughs> yeah, you know, you could literally. If you're assessing me right now yes, yeah. for makeup, what colours would you? Oh, think? I, I think you're a spring. A spring. <laughs> Love this. Yeah. This is I'd amazing. Say you're a spring. Is there any options so down to be, four? Yeah, yeah. That's just right. the seasons. Yeah, so the seasons. That's how yeah, it that's is. How it's seasonal. It. You have to yeah. pick their colours. So their palette. I'm a spring for me, palette. For me, you're a spring. Yeah. Um, so you're then your, you know, grandkids. Not that you've got grandkids, but those people would come and see you and they go, oh, she always wore bright red lipstick. Oh. You know, they might say that. Yeah. And I'd say, well, should have told me. Should have yeah. told me. Yeah. Because you know, I think that you wouldn't. You wouldn't see red. Well, not all the time. No, it wouldn't be the one that you'd want for eternity. No. If they had, if in fact, ten years after you died, they decided that maybe 
maybe, just maybe, you were you'd been murdered. Yeah, you wouldn't want to then be exhumed and have bright red, and then skin. them open it up and pah, it opens up all this stale air comes out of them, and there's you sitting there with this unholy grin on your face, just blood red lips. <laughs> oh heck, they're all saying, oh, put it back. No, they want you to be in spring. Yeah, you know, just just some nice tones. <laughs> And then they could go, oh, well, there she is, just as pretty as, well, maybe not just as pretty. I was going to say, they're probably not going to falling in a bit of have got to the point where they pull me out. They would have just been like, keep her there. Is there, a chance, <laughs> is there a chance you could be murdered? No. You think you're pretty, you haven't I got I think enemies. I'm like, I've got this like theme I run by, like, hashtag don't be a dick. Yeah. So I don't feel like I should be murdered. I feel like no. if it was to happen, it would be me stepping in to try and help someone else. Yeah, yeah. Rather, than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. rather than you. I don't think that's, I've got many people following. That sounds following. like a victim. Yep. Yeah, victim. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's correct. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never really thought about no, Well, you wouldn't. I don't think any of us do. I had I? this conversation the other day with someone and I got called very morbid for bringing it up, but what would your obituary be? Have you thought about that? No, no, no. No, no. I'm not going to have a funeral if when I die. Okay. No funeral, No, nothing. See, I thought there'd be like a dad joke attached, like just what you want on your plaque or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, something like, like that. Yeah. No, I don't think so. That's going to be his last ever meme. Yeah, last ever <laughs> meme. It might be just something. If you've got one sitting there ready, you need it ready because yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. going to be able to put it up. Yeah. Oh, but see, I'm <laughs> another one of these people who, like, I don't really consistently think about um, myself dying. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Bit of deflection. No, no, no. There. I'm immortal. I'm like one with the Christian faith and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be here forever. Could I ask a question, Guy, just before I forget this one? I can see on the wall you've got plenty of boxing heroes. When it comes to this space, do you have a boxing gym hero? Or is there, is there a space that you've been in in your life that you've tried to emulate? Yeah, probably you go back to where you started. A lot of the time. So I think I started uh, in a gym not unlike this. It was the size of a car garage Mm -hmm. and it had room for one bag, one floor-to-ceiling bag, Uh, it had a bench and that was basically it. And uh, the trainer I had there, Barry Quinlan, he's over in Ichuka. Mm -hmm. He he was my trainer over there. He he had just this gym. I just loved this gym, you know. It was my first gym I ever had anything much to do with. I'd be in there and doing my work. It was hot and it was um, – there were no windows or anything. It was just – well, it was a shed. When I say it was like a yeah. shed, it was a shed. So in lots of ways, I suppose, when I think about it, this is a bigger version of that shed. You know? Yeah, you've just emulated and it. And certainly uh, I train – see uh, – for those listening, I said see to people who were leaving because <laughs> they found it boring. They did find um, it. And rightly so, really. It had nothing to do with them. Exactly. Yeah, it was pretty rude. They turned up, actually. <laughs> um, but they did bring coffee for me. They did bring coffee for you. Um, yeah, so, and Barry was a great, well, he is a great boxing trainer, mm-hmm. great boxing trainer. And uh, so, in many ways, I, I, the things that I do, I learned from him. And I guess, looking around this space, it's got a modern feel to the equipment. Yeah. And, and kind of a classic feel, as Mel mentioned earlier, like a, one of those New York basement yeah. gym sort of feels on the walls. What's the an innovation in training or boxing that just didn't exist when you were um, at that early gym? What have you bought here that you're like, I wish I had that when I was a kid? Oh, that's a really good one. Um, we, di- we had 
One of the big changes, and I know this isn't probably exactly what you're meaning, but one of the big changes is Velcro. So as a kid, we had to tie your gloves, tie them up. You had to tie them up. Someone had to tie it up for you. And then you had to use your teeth to do the other one and, you know, all that sort of thing. That, That has been a huge difference. That has changed everything. Things weren't as... You couldn't find things as easy. You couldn't just go and buy good boxing gloves Mm -hmm. where you can now. You couldn't get pads. I would have liked to have had things like the all the stuff we have today with electronic timers and and that changeable timers. In those days, it was literally just ding. Three minutes later, ding. (laughs) You know, Um, and now you've got all these interchangeable things that makes all the difference. But a lot of stuff that happens in boxing. The innovative things is just novelty. At the end of the day, if you've got a punching bag, mm-hmm. you've got gloves, you've got enough. You know what I mean? Over in Cuba, they have the best amateur fighters in the world and they've got one one bag, they, they're on the dirt, they, they have one mm-hmm. bag and you don't get on the bag for your first year. When earlier you were describing, because my dad was a good fighter when he was young, he showed me a few things on the bag we had at home growing up and how you described it, first you've got to keep your hands up. If you can't do that, and that's really friggin' hard for people that haven't tried it before, just that alone is physically taxing. Yeah, yeah. And working on defence first. It seems like a sport that maybe the things around the sport, nutrition, the, the marketing, some of the innovations with equipment has changed, but the core competencies have yeah. not really changed no, at all. not so. really, no. And that's why it's one of those sports where you can actually look at people between eras and sort of see how this person would go with this person because they're both middleweight still. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, Sugar Ray, Leonard, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard was, or let's say Sugar Ray Robinson was middleweight. Canelo's a middleweight. You can, in basic terms, they're the same fighters. You know, they're the same. You can put them up against each other. Yeah. Yeah, and that is really the big thing with boxing, isn't it? The intergenerational comparison thing. Yeah. Because I'm a massive tennis head, and there's so many innovations in tennis, and everyone's six foot two or bigger now. That wasn't the case. They would have probably chosen another sport in the past. Yeah. Soccer yeah. or basketball, or depending on where they come yeah. from, they weren't choosing tennis. Yeah. So it's almost impossible to compare generations. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, just and r- the racket technology yeah. is so much better. Yeah. And, but in boxing, it seems like. Yeah, except at the very. Top heavyweights, obviously, yeah. the heavyweights are a lot bigger than they were. But after saying that, you've got a guy at 184 pounds. Oh, well, you've got a 200 kilo Joe Lewis in 1945. So Joe Lewis is in 200 pounds or 200 kilos? What did I say 200 kilos? I meant 200 pounds. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. 200 pounds. So what's yeah. that? 90 kilos. Yeah. yeah. So, he's, so he was 90 kilos in 1940. He was the world heavyweight champion. He was on a tear of 25 straight defenses. Now, he would be a very, very small heavyweight today, but he would also be the best heavyweight around today, you know. And the thing is that he could have, you know, the Klitschko brothers who were six foot seven, six foot eight or whatever they were, they he would have done them both in the same night and then gone home, <laughs> like, because he could fight. Mm-hmm. He did fight blokes six foot six. Abe Simon was big. Prima Kinnira was big. These guys were big, big, tall, six foot six, six foot seven guys. It's not that they never fought them. It's just they were unusual to be that big. Yeah. What's your opinion on the the MMA type stuff to watch? Um, oh, look, I can't. 
I don't really, it's not really, I just don't get into it so much. If there's no boxing on on a Sunday, I might watch it. I've never got a pay-per-view, but I'll buy, a, I'll, I'll watch a, f- a free free show. I'm wearing an MMA shirt now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't hate it or anything, but it's just not something. It's actually a really good question, Mel, because the quality of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the wrestling has reached such an elite level that they can't separate themselves on that front anymore because no. they're, they're all yeah, brilliant at it. Yeah. The striking seems to have made its way back into the MMA more. Yeah, definitely. So I thought maybe you might watch it more than you used to. Oh No, I've, I've always watched it a little. It's just if it's, if it's on, I'll watch it sort of thing. But I have worked with a few MMA guys on their striking and that sort of thing, and that's something that, that they can just about all of them can really work on because you know you'll hear the commentators oh this is elite striking and it's it can be pretty poor i watched the fight a couple weeks ago and it ended up just looking like i was watching two drunk guys wrestling on a saturday night yeah, yeah. well they could have <laughs> ended up married it, or maybe i don't know you might have married them if they had to come <laughs> come in but it didn't look as impressive as watching a it can get clunky, I think, yeah. to watch but sometimes. Fights, fight, uh, boxing fights can also be dreary as well, depending on the circumstances. Yeah, there was plenty of those in the Olympics recently. Yeah. they were pretty dreary. Yeah, you can yeah. get you can get you can get at both ends. I think the thing with UFC, the thing that I would change, as I say, uh, Dana hasn't um, hasn't rung me up, yeah. but if I change something, I would get rid of the rounds mm-hmm. because I feel that stopping and starting. stopping and starting. Those jiu-jitsu guys would still be running the show if they had their 15 minutes to slowly strangle you, yeah. like um, uh, Gracie used to. Yeah, yeah. Now, he, he, he only started getting beaten because he was older, but they, they started – he'd be on you. It would take him three minutes to get you down, then he'd get you down, and then he'd just slowly suck the life out of you for another 10 minutes, and then that would be it. Now he's in the midst of that, mm-hmm. and the bell goes. I think I would love to see UFC just go like it used to go. I mean, and that's coming from out. somebody who is just watches it, doesn't know anything much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So making a decision like that, was that basically to make it more watchable? I think so because they would, as you know, they would be on, the, you know, yeah. who wants to watch a because boa constrictor? The gr- squeeze. Yeah. That's when my brother was particularly into the sport, was what the early yeah. Gracie days when Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was a bit more of a mythology than yeah. it was a common thing. Yeah. And they'd take five minutes just to establish the position they wanted. Yeah, and, 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 and now, they, of course, you get... Yeah, you get the bell rings bell, and then you've got rails. to re- I, restart again yeah, almost. Yeah, and I, find, I reckon that's really disappoint, you know, disappointing for them. I, I liked it in those days too. The only thing was it's like it's a little bit like... I was watching the Olympics a couple of Olympics ago and they were doing the triathlon mm-hmm. and they started off with the swim it must have been and Daniel Kowalski, the yep. great Australian swimmer, he was one of the commentators and he was commentating and the guy with him said, gee, look at the guy at the front, what a swimmer, isn't he a good swimmer? And Daniel said, well, you know, <laughs> he's going good. He's not a swimmer by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Then – they got on the bikes and Phil Liggett was doing the bike area mm-hmm. and he was with the same guy. And the guy goes, yeah, look at this bloke at the front. You can tell he's a real, you know, he's a real cyclist. Well, says Phil, <laughs> he, he's going all right. Yep. He's going all right. He's yep. no world beater. He wouldn't be yep. make it as a cyclist, but good on him. And mm-hmm. he was well in front of the rest of the field. And I'm not sure 
but I have a feeling it was that Lisi, Lisa Rondiecki who, yep. was, who was in a marathon. I think it was her on the running and the same sort of thing happened. And when I think of MMA, I can't help but think so many of them only are half masters of this and this and this mm-hmm. rather than – and I think that's where you can get caught out. I think in this day and age you really have to – have a have have a, be really good at everything. Yeah, and being that half, uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy watching that as much when when you, you you know you know that they're just not quite up to when you've got the whole technique yeah. base and yeah, everything behind yeah. you. And I know you've only got so many hours in a day and all that sort of thing, but I think t- to be really effective at it, you need to be good at everything. You need to work. If on you the can things. punch, kick, and grapple, you'll go all right. But you need to be able to do do all those things, don't you? The full, the full arsenal to pull out. What is the most brutal injury that you've seen from boxing, like in a in a fight? Oh, like, geez. play it out for me, because oh. I'm a sadistic person. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look, there must be something that you've seen and just gone. There's a picture like, behind you of a bloke getting his. Um, is it you? No, no. Just uh, oh, yeah, yeah. he's getting his head. Punched sideways. Oh, there's I'll a include of a me. photo of that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a picture of me behind me somewhere there, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got eyes up and it's black and it's all all over the place. And I was sparring this guy, and um, he hit me with a shot that I felt. We sparred another. It was just sparring. Sparred another, probably five rounds. Then I drove home, back to here, driving along, and I looked in the mirror. Oh, gee, you look terrible. And then I could feel breathing up through my. Eye. Breathing through your eye. Yeah, so I could feel the air coming out my eye. <laughs> and um, so it was a broken uh, orbital bone or oh, cheek or something like that. And that was, that was, that was annoying. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was gruesome. It probably was. I think having breathing in your eye is pretty uh, someone gruesome. Someone saying breathing through your eye is the most eye. amazing thing I think I've ever heard. It was coming heard. up and into my eyelashes and – I'm like this, oh, oh. And I was holding my eye so I didn't have to keep he- feeling it. Couldn't have to keep breathing through keep it. Keep breathing through it, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, anyway, the, the trainer said to me, oh, so a couple of days later, he goes, so what did the doctor say about that eye? I said, oh, he said it's right to heal itself. <laughs> Hadn't seen the doctor. No, of course. <laughs> of course. Of but anyway, course. that's just one of those things. And the second thing is your wife. Yes. When and where did you land her and has she been part so, of this journey? Yeah, yeah. So she's been – I've been with my wife for 22 years this month. Mm-hmm. I've married for 22 years this month. Yeah, she's been there for the good times and the bad times and all that sort of thing. Yeah, no, she's been excellent. My first trainer, Barry Quinlan, said mm-hmm. to me once, we were sitting down by the Edward River in Deniloquent and he said to me, have you, got a, have you got a girl on the go? And I said, well, look, I don't. And he said, just be aware – when you do, make sure she's the sort of one that doesn't get angry at you for going to training. Because yeah. some people get angry, and it's the same with, with men, of course. Men don't like, you know, calling their wife, where are you? Why aren't you home yet? Yeah. Oh, I'm just at the gym. Oh, get home, get home, you know, I'm hungry, whatever. Or make your own dinner. And he said to me, just make sure you get somebody who, and as it turns out, and I didn't go looking for that, but yeah. she's been very, very supportive the whole way through, yeah, definitely. That's so good. We'll shout out to her. Yeah, hello, I love you. <laughs> Oh, and Christine. Christine. And 
has she ever boxed? She's done training with us, but certainly not boxing. No, just happy for you. To, she's probably happy to get you out of her hair. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. that's right. She's got a lot of hair, like yeah. Harry's hair. Yeah, okay. Yeah, got a lot of hair. Very hair bear. Hair bear. Is, that, a, is that your pet One name for her? Hair bear. You yeah. know the Hair Bear Bunch? Do you remember the Hair Bear Bunch? No, I, I don't. I remember the Care Bears. Uh, well, there was also the Hair Bear Bunch, and he, they had hair that stuck up really hard. You can look it up. Yeah. Google it. Hair yeah. Bear Bunch. Hair Bear Bunch. And, and that's Christine. Like, yeah, and she's got a bit of, she's a, bit of a hair bear. Okay. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Christine. Shout out to Christine. Yeah. So Bad attitude. where can people find these incredible memes and everything that you put up about your business here, mate, about the gym? So, well, now I'll have to get incredible memes. But we've got Instagram at Guy Moon Boxing Smashing It mm-hmm. and Facebook, which is Guy Moon Boxing on Facebook or Guy Moon, just myself on Facebook. Yeah, that's normally where I put them. Sometimes I do something on Twitter. Don't get much reaction from Twitter. To be honest, no, it's not really Twitter's, a meme culture. It's on a there. different thing. Yeah. yeah, they sometimes the odd person will give a little love heart or whatever, but normally it's a little bit more. That's you know, a bit they, they want me to say things like, you know, Scott Morrison and Julia, whatever her name is Gillard, Gillard, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They want sort of more that sort of thing. Yeah. So I tag Channel Seven, <laughs> Channel Nine in anything that I do. <laughs> yeah. And then you see people, then media, then it says on your thing who's who's looked at it. It's all media people, but then they go straight out of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> they go, oh, this is just like a spam. Because <laughs> you know? I'm spamming them. I want them to look at it. <laughs> That's but I won't have to do that anymore. No, you won't. Because I'm famous now. Yeah, you're famous. You're yeah, su- yeah, super yeah, famous. Yeah, and- I feel really, I feel really, uh, yeah, I feel, I, I, I expect, I know this isn't going live. No. So. It's, but nevertheless, just because we've done it, yeah. I expect on the way home, uh, just the odd wave, the odd personal yeah. wave, yeah. and they'll be like, good on you, guy. And I'll be like, yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. But I won't know them. Yeah. No, How exactly. would I know them? I'm a celebrity. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so if that like- happens, mate, it means you've stolen my headphones and you've still got them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. They're, they're, that's right well, on. if guy man boxing doesn't work out, you mm. can definitely get into maybe back into makeup after we do my makeup. Yeah, I'll and, look um, forward to that. I'll look yeah. forward to that. I'll just have to, you, you know, obviously you won't be able to breathe during it. No, because um, you'll have to have closed yeah, my mouth. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that, yeah. that's, that's, the big, that's the up. big trigger for me is um, that the, <laughs> when you first said closing my mouth, so I'm actually not able to speak, then no, that's no, really well, going to be. I wouldn't close your mouth up. You'd never be quite the same. <laughs> after, after I let you after I let you out of it, like I could undo it again, yeah. it's fine, but you'd never You'd never be quite the same. Yeah, nah, I don't want that. We'll, <laughs> we'll wait till we get my face boxed in, and then that can change the facial recognition yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm looking. I'm already deciding what I'd do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I can. Look, I don't want to sound. You can improve. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to sound as if I'm being patronising. Yeah, but yeah, I think I can improve the look. Yeah, you yeah. can sharpen some angles. Sharpen, some, sharpen, <laughs> sharpen. Some I'm angles. looking forward to it, and I don't know whether you think I'm joking or not, no, no, but no, I'm no, actually I'm in, I'm in, like, I'm yeah, in. good, yeah, yeah. Righto, well, thank you guys so much. Thank you for inviting us into your awesome space here. Thank you for coming. taking us through some of the pictures on the wall. That part was fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. And if you ever get a chance and you want to not just learn to fight, just maybe have a bit of fun getting fit, come and see Guy Moon down here. Thank you very, very much. Josh, what do we think of that? We think that was pretty good. (laughs) So one thing that I took out of that was it sort of blew my perception out of the water a little bit because I would think guy moon boxing, you're going to boxing to learn how to box. 
But he said, I assume everyone is here for fitness first, boxing second. Yeah, I, now that you mention it, it's probably not this, this statement you would expect, but I don't think I picked it up as much at the time. No, it was for me because I'm like, oh, I want to go into boxing, but I'm not really serious about boxing <laughs> and I don't want to hit anyone. But, yeah, fun and fitness. It definitely isn't the perspective you would expect now that you mention it. And it's kind of a bit more, gentle's the wrong word, but a bit more open, less intimidating maybe, a much, perspective. Much less intimidating. And I've had privy, like this is a donut, donut, after, after the fact. And I've been doing some boxing classes with Guy since and it is fun it's hard but it's fun and definitely fitness versus uh you know just trying to punch someone's head in <laughs> there is there's a little bit of that though isn't there a little bit of punch yeah. someone's head in <laughs> and i'd probably what people may or may not know or what i didn't know about him was his mortician background and all that sort of thing and i'm excited <laughs> about testing his makeup skills yeah, that's on the cards from what I've heard. He's going to give you the makeup. Yeah, he's going to do a um, spring colour. <laughs> so that's going to happen, whether he can do it. Well, he can do a better job of makeup than me because I just don't put it on. So <laughs> Anything's a start. Anything's a start. <laughs> Anything's a start. So what did you, what were your sort of takeaways from that? He's interesting, guys, and funny. I don't know if I like the idea that he's funnier than us, but, you know. He was very well-spoken and articulate. Not that I expected him not to be, but my all my previous interactions with him were kind of in a strange hierarchy yeah. where we all worked at a, the same place. And I never honestly had a casual conversation with him in five or six years of knowing him. Yeah, right. And so he doesn't seem real casual to me, though, which is he's been animated every time i see him or interact with him he's super animated so he's uh maybe the perception you got is different to his yeah i just thought he'd be way more serious a person and just how good are his memes his memes are pretty good i've been as we mentioned we're actually recording this a little bit after the fact i've been following his memes probably even more closely yeah because there were some in the past where if they had a lot of text on the screen and I had to read like four or five speech bubbles to get the joke, I probably wouldn't have invested that much energy if I didn't get it straight away. Yeah, okay. Whereas now I'm following through all these little memes and they're very clever. They are. He's a super clever guy. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that one. Well, thank you for making that happen too because sometimes when we want people on for ages and ages, we kind of sometimes don't. We don't get them. We don't get them or we don't follow them through all the way. So. No, appreciate you making the time to come over into Guy Moon Boxing. Yep. Buckle up, guys. <laughs> Rightio. Okay. See ya. Bye bye. Laters. <laughs>